your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. As promised, Chris Watkins with uh, some interesting Kings news via Woj. Yes, via uh, the X account of uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. He says, ESPN sources, after signing JaVale McGee to a free agent deal, the Sacramento Kings are waiving centers, Nerlens Noel and Namias Keita, to give them a chance to play elsewhere. Both signed partially guaranteed one-year deals with the Kings this summer. The Kings' center position is now set for the season, looking like all-star center Damanis Sabonis, Alex Len, and JaVale McGee. Right. Can officially lock it in now. Right. There's no more competition. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to it, I can't lie. Uh, but, yeah, it seems like uh, the Kings are kind of just opening the path and uh, who knows what they'll do with those open roster spots now. Could be a Folsom Lake Ford signing. Yeah, well, they clearly did not expect the uh, the Mavs to waive JaVale McGee. So right. it's like at that point, it's like, hey, you guys, we signed you. We didn't know it was going to happen. So yeah. just, you know, you Sam might Sam Darnold well. situation? I'm telling yeah. you, the parallels are, are crazy with this uh, with this <laughs> Niners quarterback King Center situation. Uh, the most important thing to me is hopefully I can get my bull predictions that had to do with Nerlens Noel just wiped off the books because they clearly don't true? apply now. Is that true? Oh, Judge okay. Khalad, he doesn't know. All of my bull predictions that had to do with Nerlens Noel, those are just wiped off the books now, right? It's not fair to hold me accountable for those when he's not even going to be on the team. Here's where it gets tricky. Yeah. Because <laughs> your only Nerlens Noel uh, prediction was part of like a three-per so okay. you said Vizankov would lead the Kings in three-point percentage. Dorte would lead the Kings in steals per game. And Noel will lead the team in blocks per game. So McGee will lead in blocks. So you just put that in there and then... Since the season hasn't started, let's say we can amend it. Okay, we'll okay. see. That seems yeah. fair. You have a problem with that, sir? <laughs> no, I just have a problem with you getting things right, so... Uh, no, that's fine. Last week that's I was, th- you know, we're sitting here and I know you, we, we, it's fun, this exercise. What's our bold prediction going to be? And I thought, yeah, Darren Fox Olympian. I thought, nah, <laughs> that's stupid. I'm not going to say that. That's never going to happen. He's not even in contention. <laughs> I guess you got to, yeah, you know, you got to put it on record first, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's definitely, it's definitely some news. I don't know if, uh, like I said, I don't know if that's necessarily breaking news. I don't know if it's the biggest news. It's just kind of confirmation of what we thought. Right, exactly. It kind of just clears up the whole competition side. It already seemed like JaVale had kind of had the inside track with the team. I think he had the biggest guarantee of any of the one-year signings. So it seemed like it was kind of JaVale's job to lose. But uh, now it's pretty much official that uh, – I mean, and even then, I think it's going to be JaVale and Alex Len fighting for time because I'm I'm still hoping and holding on to hope that Trey Lyles is uh, this team's mm. main backup setter. Uh, and then the other NBA news today, um, there are reports out of the Bay Area uh, that uh, – Yeah, Anscape. Yeah, Anscape, thank you. That uh, Chris Paul's going to start for the Warriors, and I'm not the least bit surprised by nope. that. You could tell, like, there's no way he's going to come off the bench. Right, yeah. He should, yes, mm-hmm. but he's not going to. Yeah, we've been on it since the time he signed. I mean, and he even had that, that statement in the in the media scrum. I think it was right. at Summer League or something like that where they asked him, you know, have you had conversations – about what your role is going to be if you're going to come off the bench. And I think his answer was, I've played in this league for 19 years and I've never once came off the bench. So if I'm coming off the bench, this is news to me. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, there wasn't really any real reason to suspect that he wasn't going to start if he had any say in it. And we'll see uh, see if it lasts because, you know, it's one thing to start at the beginning of the year, but – 
you know, once the warts start coming and those losses start stacking up, they're going to look for something to change. And I think that's going to be the first thing that they look at is putting Paul on the bench. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's assuming things don't go well, but I'm, I'm with you. I know, I I know what you're saying. Um, We'll be talking more today about the new rules in the uh, NBA. In the NBA? Yeah, Yeah. in the NBA, uh, having to do with curbing load management, how those could impact the Kings. They're certainly going to impact the Warriors. We've got coming up. (laughs) Also, Chris Biederman on the 49ers coming up today, 5 o'clock. Biederman, Biederman. Does whatever a Biederman does. Yes. Yeah. Which is right about And he only does it here on Sacktown Sports. And his, you know. Candlestick Chronicles yeah, bot. that whole thing. Tom Brady, here's what Tom Brady, Tommy, what he loves about the 49er offense, which, of course, he came close to running a couple years right, ago. Right, a couple years ago, yeah. If he would have, uh, he could, he had his choice. He just, uh, you know, let it go. Kyle, uh, this is what he said of Kyle Shanahan. Tom Brady says of Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, they do an incredible job. Kyle does an incredible job of maximizing the talents and abilities of his players, and he knows what he's working with, and guys who are dangerous with the ball in their hands, he finds that such unique ways to get him them the ball. But he also points out, the thing I appreciate about the 49ers that's a little bit lost, I think, in today's football, their ability to run the football. Yeah, yeah. Could have saved Aaron Rodgers maybe yesterday if they would have ran the football. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's something that uh, you got to look at when you're, especially when you're an older quarterback. Is like it's really nice to have a run game to to rely on. I mean, I don't mean to bring up the Vikings again, but like Brett Favre when he played for the Vikings, the the nice thing was and the thing that made him so successful that one season was he had Adrian freaking Peterson in the backfield that he could rely on to just you know take a little bit of the pressure off and. That you could see how that would definitely be appealing for Tom Brady when he is, you know, if mm-hmm. he is looking uh, around the league. Boy, it was weird seeing him, seeing him in the booth uh, for the yeah. Patriots Eagles game, yeah. and I get it, but it's just like it really was just a reminder that even Tom Brady has to stop playing at some point. At some point, yeah. yeah. And LeBron's gonna get like that too, but but Tom looks like he looks sick. Like he looks like he's withering away. I know really? he's like really into his fitness, but like you don't think the Jets have called him yet? Tom, we know you're not playing yeah. anymore, but <laughs> I don't think so. You don't want to play anymore, right? I think the Jets would be like that. Would be a I, I'm trying to think of a parallel. Desperate. I mean, it that's kind of like the Niners making a trade with the Cowboys, like going to the Jets from the Patriots. Like, I mean, being a, a former Patriot, like that's a mm-hmm. it's a pretty big slap in the face to the Patriots yeah, you're organization. Right. Philip Rivers is still out there. Really? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was almost the quarterback last oh, year. Oh, so, that's scary. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure a lot of people's phones are going to be right next to them all day. Uh, Tom Brady says every team wants to run the football, but yes. there's so few teams that are running the ball well in the last few years too. A lot of the good running now is from running quarterbacks, guys that are doing more of the zone reads, keeping the ball, and they're using their legs to gain yards, which I don't particularly love that style of play for a quarterback because I think it puts you at a lot of risk uh, for your career. And that's Mm. the thing that separates the 49ers, and more and more teams are adopting that offense. But, yeah, uh, the NFL is pass-happy. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Everything the 49ers do offensively starts with their ability to run the football. It's actually – as advanced as Kyle Shanahan is as an offensive play caller, it's a very old school yeah. foundation of this offense. I mean, run the football. It's because it's uh, you know, it, it's it's like Novocaine. Like every t- it, it takes a while, but it works every single time. And you know, like it's 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 one of those things that's a it's an established like rudimentary thing. Like you're saying, it's an old school thought in football, but it's really tried and true. Like it works every single time. It keeps defenses off balance. And you know, you in a game like last night where you look at the Buffalo bills offense, 
that's exactly why you can't always rely on the pass because sometimes, you know, your quarterback, even the best ones in the league, are going to have off nights like Josh Allen did last night, and it'd be nice to have a run game to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in closing, Brady says they've got a tough system. I think running the ball has always been the way to control the football game. The teams, to me, that are always going to be the ones that are tough to beat are the ones that can run the ball effectively and rush the quarterback. I mean, it's very old school. Yeah, <laughs> San Fran's going to be in it all season long if they continue to do that because that's two things they do. They run the ball, and they get into your business in your backfield, yeah. into your quarterback's kitchen. Right, and the thing about those things, and it's kind of a cliche in football, but those things travel. Like, you yes. can take that on the road. If you, if you do those two things really well, that's something that you can just – take into every single football game and it's not a question of oh yeah but can that receiver win that that you know that db matchup or you know all these can is the quarterback going to be accurate today if you can run the ball well and you can rush the passer those are just things that are going to translate every single week and being a consistent team is is as important as being like an explosive team like the dolphins like sure the dolphins looked really really exciting in week one but they're not going to do that for 17 weeks. The 49ers realistically can take their game plan into every single week and expect to dominate. Chris, I think you just touched on what to me is the most interesting aspect of the Dolphins and the 49ers right now. Because you got Mike McDaniel there, right? Right. So you got systems that are very similar. Yes. But the 49ers are more, we rush the quarterback, we run the ball. Yeah. And the Dolphins are more with the same system. Look Over out. the top. Here we come. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like. a different emphasis on the same system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just different ways of approaching it. And that's why, you know, I that's why I'm a little hesitant when the caller says earlier that Brock Purdy's the best possible option for this offense. It's kind of like it's it's catered around your quarterback skill set. Like there's, if you have a guy like Tua or weapons like Tyreek Hill, you can do different things within this offense and have it be the same rudimentary thing. But run it in different ways, and I think the Dolphins are an example of that. But the, I, I think, I again, the 49ers' way of playing is just a lot more consistent and you're a lot more likely to, to get positive results week after week as opposed to, yeah, I think the Dolphins are going to really struggle on certain weeks when they, they aren't getting as many explosive plays as they got last Sunday. John Lynch was just talking, was it last week? He was acknowledging that the 49ers look for bigger wideouts. Mm-hmm. So you get the downfield blocking like you got yeah. from McLeod and from Ayuk on the 65-yard touchdown run, yeah. while the Dolphins have the faster guys who are smaller who can yep. fly by yep. and blow the top off the defense. Yeah. People used to concern themselves with the fact that, although the 49ers don't have a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And they had a few here and there, and they had Danny Gray, right? right. And he didn't quite pan out. But that's not what they're looking for right now. Right. No, they're they're looking for possession receivers. They're looking – they are still looking for speed. Again, Yak is a really big yes. part of their offense yes. for sure. Moving, you know, once the ball's What's in your What's the hand. opposite of Yak? I mean, that's kind of the Dolphins, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> run deep, and then, I mean, at that point, yeah, once you catch the ball, you should already kind of be in it's the end Yibic, zone. yards before catch. <laughs> yards before, yeah, air <laughs> yards. I mean, they're going to lead the league in air yards, but not necessarily Yak and – Again, like it works for them, but I, if I were a betting man, like I would bet on the 49ers to win every single week or, or have a really good chance of winning every week as opposed to the Dolphins. Or because I mean, again, look at you know, it seems like it's more within your control, Allen. huh? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's it's something that you feel like I can almost guarantee Trent Williams is going to win his matchup every single play. And if not, he's going to win more times than not. That's going to happen every single time. Whereas, there's so many different variables that can affect a passing game 
that you just can't account for. And, and it's just a, a lot more risky way of playing. Yeah, sure, when it works out, it's going to look like what the Dolphins' offense looked like on Sunday. But there's going to be times where, especially when it's what you rely on and it's just not there, it's something that the Chiefs had to deal with. And I think it's why they ultimately went away from Tyreek Hill is because they felt like they were almost too reliant on getting those explosive plays and not enough on just moving the ball down the field. And with Patrick Mahomes, he's going to find guys. It doesn't really matter who's who's he throwing to. In any way, shape, or an form, are the 49ers a team that you have to reassess after week one at all? Or are they who they who you thought they were? You know what? I would say I think even more – like I feel even stronger about their, their chances of actually – winning the NFC like I you know it wasn't really a question that they would be in contention but I definitely felt like they were a lot more as the second or third most likely option and now it feels like they really are a a 1A 1B or you know maybe at worst like a second option yeah to me they look like the team we assumed they'd be in 2020 because 2019 they were great Mm -hmm. they were ahead of schedule oh they lost the Super Bowl right that's okay here they go and then the next year was dreadful it was pandemic year people were hurt Next two years after that, they got off these slow starts, had to figure out the quarterback situation. Now, to me, it's like, okay, this is a better version of the 49ers team that we saw in 2019. Yes. I know it's only one game, (laughs) but that's how it feels right now. Yeah, it does. No, I mean, well, and it's because of the weapons they have. Again, like, there's... There's so many different fallback options. They seem really locked in. As long as their kicker's fine. (laughs) I mean, he seems fine, though. That's the thing. He had six (laughs) kicks the other day, and he drilled them all right down the middle. Like, no question about it. It's just there's so many different things. If Brandon Ayuk doesn't have a two-touchdown game, well, guess what? You still have Debo Samuel, and if he's not going, you still have George Kittle, or you have that guy in the backfield, Christian McCaffrey, and if McCaffrey doesn't have it, you got Elijah Mitchell. There's just so many things that their offense can fall back on, and again, if the defense is going to have the pass rush it does uh, like they did last week, I mean, there's really nothing you could do. I mean, Drake Jackson – Got three sacks. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. part of that is because the attention of the rest of the linemen. But did you yeah. see much of the Dolphins game? Because speaking uh, yeah. of the similarity yeah. in the systems, like River Craycraft, I remember him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget a name like that. Craycraft <laughs> is not something you forget. And when I saw him, I was like, I, I was. It was one of those things. I didn't remember exactly where I remembered him from, but I was just like, I remember River Craycraft. You can't forget a guy like that. No. Coming up next, you thought people were getting carried away with the Jets before. Last night, very popular hot take of the day that it's just garbage. garbage. Next year, Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Appreciate you watching. We're having a hard time. I hate to complain here, but we're having a difficult time watching what we're normally watching. Uh, One of the monitors. I don't know um, what's going on. Yeah, it just pixelated to the point where it looked like, instead of watching ESPN, it looked for a long time like we had one of those uh, abstract paintings that's over yes. your bed at the Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just kind of vaguely, I don't know, the sky yeah. or something. And then on the other monitor, <laughs> we're watching PBS. And I, I mean, I know I can change it, but it's just, you realize, <laughs> usually we have sports up here. Yeah. Now we have a blank screen. We have a blank screen, And yeah. uh, PBS NewsHour. Call the wing. <laughs> I know, I know. It just kind of yeah. caught us by surprise as we looked up. And like, Jeff Daniels doing a sports show? No, he's doing an interview <laughs> with some politician. Yeah, I missed the uh, pixelate. I don't know what happened. The TV just completely Pixelation turned off. Sensation is off. And yeah. then I don't who. <laughs> Chris, who do you think turned on KVIE? Like who? Who? Oh, that's a Dave thing. That's what I thought. He's like, plugged in. 
why? Like, especially at six in the morning. Why are you very corny, very cringe? Yeah, like what is what's what's going on at six a.m. on public access that you really just need to uh, huh. need to tune into? Well, we may have. You to really turn missed it. Arthur or something, I guess. Oh I my know. God, Chris! I mean, like, what else is on? Bob TV? Ross is sometimes yeah. on. That's iconic. I would hate to do frontline. We may have to turn it to something else and then hide the remote. We yeah, I think to, we should. We might have to. Do I mean, that. this is this is definitely a punishable <laughs> offense. Like, come on, and then you just put leave it on, it on there. Put it on one of the channels I love. Like, put it on Bravo Housewives. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he'll really hurt. Yeah, we got to figure. Yeah, that would be best. That's if we could have so the sad. Hold, hold the remote hostage <laughs> or whatever. It may come to that. It's. I mean, yeah. If KVIE continues to be on, I'm I'm gonna have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could turn. I it could up. go to sleep right now. Like this is. <laughs> Oh, I don't even, we don't even have words. Yeah, I'm guessing it's because like at this time you're usually going to sleep, right, Chris? Around this time, yeah, three o'clock. This is usually. Did you hear this news? Time. And we'll get back to um, the Jets. I saw this today. Speaking of news, there's a drug that's in a lot of over-the-counter cold medicines. They've been selling okay. since the '70s, and the FDA announced it eh, didn't do anything. <laughs> and they've been selling it since the '70s. Yeah, it said in a... pill form. We realize. Your system absorbs it and it gets it doesn't do anything. And Is it some, like what? Yeah, and it's something that I I don't want to mention any brands because sure. I'm not sure all the ones that are yeah, involved. We don't want and they're not all involved. But yeah, here. it's a popular brand uh-huh. uh, like cold medicine, and the FDA said we probably should take it off the market because it can't keep getting it, it doesn't what? actually do anything for you. Yeah, how does it take this long to figure that out? I mean, well, I don't know. I, that I don't know. I kind of am a believer. Why aren't that they on medicine. that story? Yeah, exactly. Come on, PBS. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of believe. I could see that because sometimes, like, especially when I have like allergies or just the cold, like There's I some feel allergy like meds. I yes. take yes. allergy medicine, and I'm like, I don't feel any different. Like, <laughs> I, I feel you know, zero know what I think different. it is, Chris. I think it makes you feel worse because you always feel weird when you're taking that medicine. Yes. And then when it wears off, you're like, okay, I'm starting to feel better. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, yeah. Exactly. That's genius marketing, yeah, actually, it's when about you think this about drug. it. In pill form, your body just absorbs it, and it doesn't do anything. And it's only been 50 years. I don't know yeah. what they've been. They finally realized, ah, we probably should not sell to people. It doesn't actually do anything. That's so. It's not, it doesn't harm you. It's just. Wow. Yeah. It's very noble of them. I appreciate them t- at least doing they're this, the decency of working on taking it off the market. I appreciate uh, They're that, working on it. A lot of people today talking about the news and sports, talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, terrible what happened last night, obviously. Poor Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's important to properly punctuate yes. your, your tweets. Yes, every freshman English teacher will tell you that comma placement is just, it's massive in delivering a message, especially when you're broadcasting it out to Tens of thousands or possibly mm-hmm. millions of people. Absolutely. What was Patrick his misstep? Had to learn the hard way. Chris, can you, uh, you, you were the one who let us know. I don't have it in front of me here. He said, hate that man, praying for the best. Hate that man. Yeah. And it should have been. Best. It should have been, hate that man, yeah. praying for the best. And he corrected it, right? Yes, but he it, did yeah. correct it. <laughs> oh, and it's one of these, okay, I'm seeing it now. This is where like the X. Uh, the the tweet editing okay. can get can come back to haunt they're still you both on there. They're still both on there. <laughs> like instead of just deleting the tweet, he edited the tweet, and oh. it says like previous like this is the latest version of this tweet. But view this version history and in the version virgin version history. My goodness, uh, it says the uh, the incorrect spell. We know that they don't hate each other because they're so good on all those. 
commercials together. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Are they both State Farm guys? I think they were. You, He's not anymore. Do you know who's like incredible on commercials? Is Andy Reid. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> he is so good. I was <laughs> like, right. he yeah. should be doing this on his own. He doesn't need Patrick he Mahomes. Really I'm Tell the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan there is. Yeah, he's really good. He's really funny. I, yeah, I like drawn the, the, the mustache drawn the, one. Yes, yeah, yes. That one's definitely my favorite. Baker Mayfield's also he hasn't been on any in a while because he's like yeah. not Baker Mayfield anymore. Right. But he's really good too in those commercials. Yeah. I thought. He could definitely have a post career acting job for mm-hmm. sure. That's yeah. he might be better at that than uh, playing quarterback. But here's the Jets hot take today. That is just, come on, aren't we better than this? Maybe I'll be proven wrong. <laughs> I think you're with me, though, Chris. There's a lot of people today so. that, you know, whatever happens, a vast majority of people say, wow, well, the Jets are done. So then, well, I'll just prove that they're not. So a lot of people saying, hey, the Jets are still a playoff team. Well, I'm not sure they were a playoff team when they had Aaron yeah. Rodgers, so <laughs> come on. Yeah, I don't get this. This feels like a lot of people just trying to continue this storyline that they, they just bought in. I guess they that's almost what it made is. the playoffs last year, right? They they bought into the the Jets hype this year, and they they just they're too deep, I guess, because there's no reason. There's just nothing to make you believe that this team is going to be a playoff team this year. Success of last year honestly doesn't really matter. And they didn't really have that much success and last it, year. It, when they did, it wasn't because they had Zach Wilson. It was when they were going through the Joe Flacco, the Mike White experiment. Like, they they were better with guys who, who just weren't Zach Wilson. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if he's going to be their quarterback all season long, there is no reason to think the Jets are going to still have a good season. It was a great moment for them to be able to persevere in last night's game, but – Yep. Josh Allen pretty much gave it to them. I will say this. Connor Orr, Sports Illustrated. The Jets can still make the playoffs without Rodgers, almost exclusively on the strength of their defense. But one of the other reasons they can do so is because they have Nathaniel Hackett as their (laughs) offensive coordinator. Okay. (laughs) You could read that same thing, but read it sarcastically, and I feel like it still fits. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, as of last year, was like the biggest laughing stock in the NFL, so... I'm I'm not going to just flip that tune. And the whole reason Nathaniel Hackett had success in the first place was because he was the offensive coordinator with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, it's it's a little bit different when you're having Zach Wilson run the show. You know, Nathaniel Hackett couldn't get an offense with Russell Wilson looking good last year. So I don't know why we should believe that uh, he'll get a good-looking offense with, yeah. uh, with Zach yeah. Wilson. Yeah, I think what Connor Orr is saying is that Nathaniel Hackett is just the type of coordinator that Zach Wilson needs. Okay, it could happen, obviously, but it's someone such to take a the stretch. blame on him, <laughs> blame for him. Such a stretch right now. Yeah, uh, as I said, not to repeat myself, but the Jets were not on a, 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 an automatic playoff team even before last night. Right. So, in a bless very you tough division for trying to okay. find a silver lining, and it was an incredible win last night. Yeah, but ah, I'm not buying it. No, and their defense might be great. Their I schedule mean, schedule is brutal. Schedule's brutal. They were supposed to, you know, have a, a rough start to the season, even with Aaron Rodgers and. There's just no there's no reason to believe that this team is going to gain confidence as the year goes on. They they already know what they have in Zach Wilson and it's not a good quarterback. I there's no path. I, there's no path to this team being successful this year. I'll tell you what. Um I think I can speak for you. If the Jets make the playoffs this year, you and I will take ayahuasca on. This, yes. On the yes. We, I don't think we could do that. I guarantee it. No, we'll do uh we'll do the show from uh, a dark room. We'll do yeah. the show in yes, darkness. That's it. Complete darkness. Yes. Th- that sounds you like have a deal. to know how crazy you sound it, right now. It did sound pretty crazy, but I don't know. Aaron swears that uh that it did something for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Not not uh not anti jet. It was just very sad. Yeah. It was just like almost a knee jerk. Well, they're gonna make the playoffs anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, All yeah, right. really tough division even still. Patriots look good. Miami looked like the best team in the NFL. You know, I'm sure Buffalo is going to bounce back from this. It's All the top be teams other than Miami in the AFC kind of yeah. took it in the shorts. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Cincinnati looked rough. Kansas City, obviously, and, and Buffalo last night. I mean, that's uh, – It'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much Week One is actually a true indicator. So Jets, of those teams make the playoffs. We're doing a show from a, from the darkness. Yeah, just I get. I think we can probably just cut off all the lights. I mean, the TV's already off, so that's half the work. So I feel like we can get it done. We'll just do it in the darkness. Maybe all it'll right. be better. Who knows? Who knows? Up next, five reasons why the 49ers need to actually be concerned with the Rams. I never thought I'd say that. Mm. Next, Whiting Watkins on Sacktown Sports. First of all, we're coming to you via Folsom Lake Honda. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Secondly, I'm an idiot, and I I can't stop <laughs> laughing every time I think of Gene Skeletor. I'm sorry. That's just gonna. I'm gonna think that's funny forever. That's fine. Uh, thirdly, welcome uh, Brendan Nunes to Sacktown yes. Sports. Yeah, we'll have to uh, have him on soon. Uh, I don't know when. I know he's uh, still going through some onboarding stuff, so. Uh, you know, I know he's busy now. Well, so. I just hope he makes it through that because it's not—it's not easy. It's I know. Not a yeah, walk you just the went park. through the onboarding it. Is, yeah. yeah, they make you do some some tasks that you know you gotta. You know, well. it's almost like Hunger Games where you really gotta <laughs> really gotta you know prove yourself worthy. So good luck, Brendan. Yeah, good I, luck. Buddy. I think you'll Odds probably forever make it. in your favor, bud. Yeah, I think he's got. We're it. all part of the same miracle. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, but welcome aboard. Yes. Yeah, and thank yeah. you very much for being with us. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Uh, of course, we are uh, up on the YouTube. Uh, check us out on the YouTube chat. You want to participate there. On the YouTube chat, Campio Silva uh, suggests that Brady soups, su- suits up for the Jets in two weeks. Brady. Wow. As a Jet in two weeks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still – I just don't see it. Like, obviously, they have the need, but – I don't know if the Jets are a good enough situation for Tom Brady to walk into. Like, especially when the big question about the Jets this this offseason was their offensive line. Like, I would think that a 40-whatever-he-is, 45-, 46-year-old quarterback, one of the first things he's going to look at is how good the offensive line is because he's not going to be spending – or not going to be planning to spend a lot of what time a, on his back. What about his ownership or possible yes, ownership? Yes, that's – you're right, Simone. He's applied for, what – Part ownership of the Raiders, and if that went through, That's technically it hasn't gone through. Yeah, he's not eligible. Right, but I suppose he could withdraw at this point and say, "No, I want to play." But no, nah, I don't think just, he has any. Just to do stay that. retired at this point, Tom. Like, collect your checks. You got that Fox contract waiting for you whenever you want to take it. You guys yeah. are both right. But I think of those two, probably stop. the offensive line one is the one where. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would look at again. Like, I don't want to be just, you know, ask my guy Kirk Cousins last year how, how fun it is to just constantly have pass rush in your face. Like, he got hurt last year, didn't he, on a play? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was hurting real bad. He was hurting bad all season long. Yeah, uh, And, you know, it's, uh, it's almost just, hear it. it's, it's not what you want from, uh, for especially oh, when you're, there it is, ah! when you're 45, 46, like the last thing you want is just, you heard Geno Smith the other day. Like, what do you think Tom Brady's going to be shouting mm-hmm. when Aaron Donald's going mm-hmm. barreling down the middle and, and about to hit him in the face? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I I don't see it. I did. I know you you saw something here, and I was wondering about this guy, a former 49er quarterback. Yeah. I haven't heard his name bandied about as much as I expected to. Right. Yeah. Jordan Schultz. Uh, Put out there that, uh, and Bleacher Report also put out there that uh, 
Colin Kaepernick's agent says that he has reached out to the Jets about his desire of making an NFL return. Uh, Kaepernick has been working out on the West Coast uh, since he's he's last played, so he continues to uh, to put in work to try and make an NFL comeback, and apparently has let his inch be known that uh, if if the Jets are looking for a quarterback, he he wants to be uh, wants to be in consideration. So my understanding is Jets ownership is at one end of the political spectrum that would probably preclude them from considering Colin Kaepernick, unfortunately. Wow. You put that so beautifully. Yeah. And just trying to state yes, it stay as, as non-blanket as, as possible. Yeah. Yes. No, I think, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've, I as well uh, have, have, but at this point, it's been so long since he's yes. played right. that it's easy for anyone who maybe right. doesn't really want him for whatever reason to go. Oh right. well, he's not in shape, or, or he's not. For he sure. hasn't played in a long time, so we don't want exactly. Him. Yeah, I mean, and that's. I assume that that's I would love for be, him to be back in the league. I assume that's going to be the excuse that's get you that's going to get used, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to see him in the league, but if he is going to come back, I want it to be a situation where he actually has a, a chance of succeeding. And I don't know if anybody has any real chance of succeeding with, with again, like the situation that you would be thrown into if you're expected to be a starter uh, for this team at any point this year. You have to completely learn the offense and, and kind of get up to speed in, and in only a, a few yeah. weeks. And it's from a football really standpoint, tough. it's not his fault, but it has been a long time since he's it's played. It's been a really long time, and it's hard to convince yourself that it's hard to convince teams that you're 100% the right guy to go with when you just don't have any film to go off of the past couple of years. So, hmm. yeah. Rooting for him, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if this is going to be the situation that brings it back. His old team, the 49ers, getting ready for the Rams. The Rams coming off a um, surprising win over the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. From ESPN, five reasons the Rams' offense could succeed while Cooper Cup is out. Are you buying any mm. of these? Any of these? Let now, me this, hear this is not 49er opponent specific. Right. This is just could the Rams' offense still function at a high level yeah. without Cooper Cup? Uh, depth at wide receiver, the running game, clean pocket, long drives, and a healthy Stafford. Uh, well, a lot of those feel like just things that aren't true. I mean, like, yes, Matt Stafford is healthy, but he has a long track history of not being healthy. Uh, depth at wide receiver, they had good performances. They had two receivers who finished over 100 yards, but... Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua. Yes. Huge shout-out to those guys. They had great games. I never heard of that. I heard of Tutu Atwell, but... I I I did not think Tutu Atwell was capable of putting up the numbers that he did. Six for one nineteen, as you probably know. Yeah, sure. And then Nakua, fifth round pick, ten for one nineteen. Yeah, I mean, it's just most receiving yards in a rookie debut in team history. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't think that that's depth. I think that they had a really good game, but I, I don't foresee them. And you know, Seattle does have a pretty bad defense. I just don't think that that's that's an indication of things to come. I feel like. It's just, you know, they had a good game, but I wouldn't say that they have depth at receiver, and the running game is an absolute joke. I mean, they keep trying to make Cam Akers a thing. He's not going to be a thing. I know they had uh, um, uh, that rookie from a couple years ago, uh, Keith Williams. I can't remember what his, his first name is. Um, he, he got uh, a good amount of the rushing as well, and, you know, he's okay. He's fine, but I wouldn't say that it's something that they can really lean on um, I I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the Rams' talent besides their top-end guys, and I, I don't know if they can survive without Cooper. The Cup. key to the whole thing is the clean pocket. 
And they yes. did keep Stafford clean. Yeah. He was not sacked, which I was a little surprised by that. Mm. Uh, if they keep, And he threw for 300 yards, but no touchdowns. Yeah. But the Rams had long drives. Uh, they averaged 422 time of possession per drive on Sunday. Last season, their high was 403 per game. So in the first game, the offense did. They kept the ball away, which obviously against the 49ers is an absolute key. And it's just yeah. it's cliche, but it's basic football. And there's a reason right. why it's a cliche, because it's true. If you keep the ball out of the 49ers' hands, if your offense yeah. holds on to the ball, then... Yeah. Look no further than last week. I mean, the Steelers turned the ball over twice, <laughs> and the game was over by the first quarter. It was seventeen nothing. And you know, if Kenny Pickett would have thrown that that pick to to a Fred Warner, which you know was right in his hands, and I guess that that juggling wasn't really working out for him this offseason. That's what I thought of too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I really maybe thought they should have been catching footballs <laughs> instead of juggling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if he would have thrown that interception, it would have been, I think, three on the day for, for Kenny Pickett. So, uh, yeah, I mean, keeping the ball, you know, maximizing your possessions and not giving the 49ers free possessions is absolutely huge if you're going to try and upset them. But it's a lot easier said than done. That defense yep. is just – it's really, really – it's just chaotic. It's really hard to, to play straight with Yeah, them. the clean pocket is the key if they're able to keep the pocket clean again this week. We'll revisit this, but yeah. I have a feeling the 49ers are going to cave in yes. their Something offensive line. Me. Something tells me. Up next, thanks to Chris Verlaud for sharing this. Last night turned into a very expensive night Man. for some Packer <laughs> fans. That story's next. Love Whitey and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Download the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Poor Aaron Rodgers. Got Manny too legit on the chat. Aaron Rodgers should just retire already. Hasn't he been in the NFL for a very long time now? <laughs> Only since 2005. Yeah, that's not that long. I did have that thought yesterday, though, of if that's the last time we're going to see Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he is he is getting up there, and, you know, an Achilles injury is not something small to come back from. And, you know, I think uh, – is his contract up after this year with the Jets? He might have another year on top of it, but – it's going to be a long road to recovery, and for a guy who, uh, you know, he's, again, he's getting up there. I don't know if he wants to really go through the the battle of, of coming back. Like, that's a really nasty thing to come back mm-hmm, from at this mm-hmm. point in your career. And you don't have to look as far as, like, Kobe Bryant. Like, this really was the injury that, that really ruined Kobe's career. Like, it, it really was the one that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him, and he just never was able to return to his previous form after. That said, do you remember when Rudy Gay tore his Achilles? I do. Yeah, it happened to be right at, in front of my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were at the other end, so they carried him off. Yeah, right in front of us. Um, but that was January, mm-hmm. as you remember. Yep. Twenty. Uh, I don't know. Where's Frankie when you need him? He always knows these things. Uh, let's 20, say 2018 might have been 20. It was January anyway. Yeah, and he was, was back Frankie on Cascarelli. Yeah. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Ride him, Cowboy. That's incredible. Rudy Gay was back on the floor. He signed as a free agent with the Spurs. Yeah. He was back on the floor in sure. July. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Rudy a little July. bit deeper in his career, too. Yes. A little bit quick. So, the, um, obviously, sports medicine has advanced to the right. point where it's not what it used to be. And you're right. And it's a good thing it's- Aaron won't be taking sports medicine, right? He'll probably find his own spiritual path, right? <laughs> consider that. What are the odds that Aaron isn't going to do traditional yeah. medicine for this recovery? Ooh. Yeah. Pretty high, right? No pun intended. Rub some mushrooms on it. I'm good yeah. to go. And <laughs> held my foot Eating up in properties this. Properties of yeah. mushrooms can be quite 
potent. Yes, yeah, and know. I held my foot up in the air where I saw the UFOs. And, the uh, pioneers <laughs> used to do this thing where, you know, they would... Oh, man, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. I think he oh, will yeah. be back. I think he's going to give it a go. I don't know, man. I, he was I, so invested in this whole Jets thing yeah. and have it end this way. I think he wants to give it another... And plus, yeah. can you imagine next year when he comes back? All the hype, first game, everything. The oh, Jets, and everyone will be rooting for him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he can't. He almost can't lose. If he fails, like, well, of course he fails. Of course he fails. He's playing right. on one foot. Right. I could see him trying to return just because of every, like, he probably talked himself into this being a really exciting season. Um, and, you know, just a level, a, a level of incompletion, I'm sure he feels. But, I mean, there also is just, like, how, <laughs> just, it'd be tough to get even back to that level of excitement. Like, there was so much set up for this year as you know what maybe i'll retire after this year because this year goes so perfectly that they won a super bowl this year he'd exactly probably, say, yeah, he probably would have retired right and so i don't know if he can ever get to the point where he's that excited to step on the football field again i mean it's interesting it's definitely a, a good carrot to dangle you know it's a, it's going to be a lot of people doubting him and you know these supreme athletes always love doubt and use that as fuel to come back but you know, at some point, it's just like father time is undefeated, and I don't know if he's he's past the point with an Achilles injury and the way that it it just it it was so bad. Like it's a really bad Achilles rupture. Like I, I it's just going to be a really tough road to recovery. Apparently, there are a lot of Packer fans who are a little bitter about this whole Aaron Rodgers is not a yeah. Packer anymore. So David Hill had this on X, and thanks again, Christopher Laud, for for spotting this and and, and bringing it to our table. Uh, a Wisconsin bar offered free drinks. Free drinks if the Jets lost. So you can imagine what the place was like. They'd have the game on. Aaron Rodgers goes down, and people start going crazy. Yeah. Free drinks if yeah. they lose. Uh, it's they not started great. It's running, not great karma. Running up the tabs. Yeah. Running up the tabs. And uh, the news was live when the Jets won in overtime. Everyone realized they had to pay. Uh, I, I actually didn't. I don't know if we have the audio there. I didn't prepare that. The, uh, but we have some audio. reactions from some of the people. But as you can imagine, <laughs> uh, the fans there were shocked and stunned yeah. when they realized, okay, they won. Plus, I don't get yeah. none of the drinks I had are free. I got to pay for all of them. Now. I would love to be a fly on the wall at that bar. I mean, just to hear. I mean, like, is it bad that everybody cheered when Aaron Rodgers went down? Yes. If you yes. cheer when someone gets hurt, that's yes. bad. And the, exactly. the, it happens, but it's bad. Yes. And their reaction was like, "Oh, I'm not cheering for him to I'm be hurt. I'm cheering beer. because we might get free drinks if yeah. the if they lose." Yeah. No, like that's especially when it's like that's been your quarterback as you just mentioned since like 2005. Yeah, it's like how quickly everyone is to forget just because he's wearing a different jersey. All of a sudden, all the feelings you had for him, all the good things he did, are just completely thrown out the window. It's not great. I know Aaron didn't leave on the most you know cuddly of terms, but it was it was just it's disappointing to see. And uh, you know those fans definitely got their instant karma about his. As bad as it could, because instant karma's gonna get you. <laughs> it got him. Like, and I could see how I could, I could have seen myself in that situation where I'm the idiot who's racking up mm-hmm. a huge bill because it's like <laughs> he just got hurt. Like these suckers just, Free like, they don't even know what they just signed up for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's it's pretty hilarious that that's how it ended. I would have loved to see a scene of like that kickoff return. I would have loved to see that entire bar just everyone oh, slamming yeah. fists down. Because first the the field goal yeah. try to tie the game that hits the upright and goes in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Just yeah. the elation of that, uh-huh. and then there's the the quick 
turnaround of the kick. I, I want to know how that ball, like, that's a really bold, bold thing to put out and there for the ball. Apparently, it's like all season long when there's not a Packers game and the Jets at the same time, they're going to have the same deal for all of those games. I feel like they need They're to making a lot of money off of it so far. Well, so yeah. far, yeah. yeah. There are Winning some stipulations. Promotion. Okay. You have to be, the tabs have to be open 15 minutes before kick. Okay. No pitchers, no top shelf liqueur okay. or food. And Aaron Rodgers must start. Okay. Oh, so maybe they might not have yeah. it. Yeah, they yeah. don't have it anymore. Yeah, it's done. It's oh, done. they oh they it made it out. out. Enjoyed it. <laughs> the fix is in. And yeah. all this, this publicity like a, now too. Yeah. Publicity. That's a good point. Yeah, the publicity is huge. This is kind of like a it's kind of strangely like a Buffalo Wild Wings situation. You know how Buffalo Wild Wings has those commercials uh-huh. where it's like uh-huh. they hit the sprinkler system. Like, well, they don't have them anymore because they were too real. Yeah, apparently <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It sounds like this bar was like. All right, we're going to have this promotion where Aaron literally uh-huh. just has to start the game and then we can get everyone to charge the bill up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they, they press that sprinkler button, Aaron breaks his ankle or tears his Achilles, and then uh, and they see the profits. Way, 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 way back when, my dad, one of the first football games he ever took me to, we went to baseball games all the time, didn't go to that many football games. Yeah. But uh, we went to a Raiders game. And he took me to the, when we went to a game. He wanted me to see a great quarterback. So it was like Johnny Unitas was playing in this game. Wow! Um, and the Raiders are playing, and the Colts are killing them. And Daryl Lamonica was the quarterback. So again, this was a long time ago. Daryl Lamonica gets tackled and he gets hurt in Oakland, and people start cheering. I, Daddy, well, I well, I didn't yeah. understand. Couldn't I was like, comprehend it. Yeah, Daddy, why? Are they cheering that he's hurt? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, well, they don't They don't really like him that much. But they, they yeah. shouldn't do that. It's terrible. But I'll never forget that because it's like, that's not right. Yeah. No. I mean, you, you can't do that. Even a small child can understand <laughs> yeah. that, like, there's something not right about – there's something fundamentally not right about cheering for your Kings – or for your Kings uh, – for your team in that kind of situation. And I say Kings because it's funny because that Rudy Gay injury, I do remember – there were a couple people, as you mentioned, it was in January. Really? There were, it was right around the trade deadline. Rudy Gay was in a lot of trade talks, and I definitely remember I was still sitting in the stands at that point, and there were people who were like, no, like, we were just about to mm. trade him. And it's just like a, a, a read-the-room kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, and those people are – What's wrong with sports fans? But, uh, you know, it's unfortunately, or thankfully at least, I should say, it's only a, a couple bad apples. But those people Read definitely. Read room, exist. dude. Yeah, it's not great. Speaking of the Kings, coming up, another look at today's Kings news and how the NBA's new proposed load management rules may impact the Kings. That's next. Watkins, Whitey, Sacktown Sports. Whitey and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.